February, everybody. I'm meteorologist Joe Martucci. Join with me, state climatologist for the state of New Jersey, Rutgers professor as well, Dr. Dave Robinson is here with us. And actually right now, when we're recording this, 9.36 a.m. on February 1st, it is snowing and we are in South Jersey. But where you are, it you said there was a little bit of sunshine over there. I can see my shadow. Like right. In advance of Groundhog's Day. Per <laughs> We should have the uh, uh, Dr. Robinson. Can he see his shadow? Celebration tomorrow. I, I think well, you. I think you're. I think you're enough of a known figure that people would come out to see you. Well, I'm going to be speaking to several hundred people at the Princeton Plasma Physics Labs um, Saturday seminar series tomorrow morning. If anyone wants to uh, to come and hear me uh, pontificate about the weather and climate of New Jersey. Look. So when you're with us, not only do you get an insider's look at Groundhog's Day, but you also get to learn new words like pontificate. Did I say that there right? No. Uh, yeah, I got to show once in a while I'm a professor. Right, right, of course, of course. All right, so December, we did, when we did December, it was quite the lengthy uh, episode, but we had a lot to talk about. We had December, what is month on record, what is year on record, we recapped the year. This month, and we're going to go into it, um, pretty mundane, pretty average. I think we're going to be able to wrap this up pretty quickly for you guys here. So uh, first, let's just start off um, – how average were we when we're talking about temperatures and precipitation? It was remarkably average. Sometimes it's unusual to be average because <laughs> our climate is filled with, you know, extremes and variability. Sure. Um, and it's not as if we didn't have some extremes this month. But when you put it all together, the average temperature for January at both Atlantic City Airport and Atlantic City Marina were dead on average. Wow. Based on the 1981-2010 averaging period. Wow. You can't, you can't get any closer than that. That's and right. For precipitation, um, the airport station was about a half an inch above normal, mm -hmm. um, having 3.73 inches of rain and melted snow. And the marina was 3.14 inches there was a little less over at the marina and that was six hundredths of an inch above normal yeah so right on target average as you can get right right and and that was pretty similar not only in atlanta county but i would imagine in cumberland and cape may county as well yeah yeah we don't have all the numbers in to give you divisional totals right sure. now because of the government shutdown things mm -hmm. haven't quite come back yet right We're still looking at some numbers uh, coming in, the final numbers coming in for 2018. For instance, it's still going to be the wettest year on record in New Jersey, but it's going to, instead of being by about four tenths of an inch, it now looks like it's going to be by almost about an inch. Oh, okay. So we'll we'll a little hop process. up. Yeah, we're waiting for those final numbers. And the average temperature, I think, uh, for the year rose by a tenth of a degree with the final December numbers coming in. But it didn't change its ranking of 11th warmest. Got it. Record. Got it. So, yeah, the, the federal shutdown of the of the climate center um, really stymied a month's worth of data collection, data summaries. Uh, from all I've heard, the data continued to be gathered just about everywhere. Um, I've heard of some scientific field investigations that mm -hmm. lost a month's worth of data. But when it comes to the day-to-day -day gathering of weather information at National Weather Service locations,
from what I understand, there wasn't a lapse in that. It's just been delays in processing. Sure. Okay, great. And I think you explained that that very nicely because many National Weather Service forecasters were working, of course, without pay. Uh, but now, you know, now that we're back up and running, it does take a little bit um, to get everything going. I even know personally for me, some of the forecasting tools that I use, um, even the day that the shutdown ended, it's still going to come up for a couple of days. Um, so what we'll do here instead of, you know, we already recap precipitation temperature. Let's just pick out a couple of events um, that we had here in uh, our corner of the state and uh, kind of go through them a little bit. Um, let's start off, if we could, with um, January 1st. We had a really warm day here in uh, South Jersey. It was actually our warmest day of the month on uh, with 65 degrees. And is that indicative of the general pattern we had during the month of January? What was our general pattern during the month? Yeah, the, the pattern was that that there was considerable day-to-day, week-to-week variability. So mm-hmm. that is a pattern mm-hmm. of itself. Um, we saw that with the temperature fluctuations towards the end of the month, too, when we went from brutally cold to a rainstorm, then back to brutally cold. And now looking ahead to the first week of February, it's going to get warm and probably wet again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the nature of what we've seen. Nothing has locked in. There hasn't been what we call locking throughout mm-hmm. the middle and high latitudes of the northern hemisphere that would put us in a position where you might say, what you see is what you get. Yeah. In terms of one particular type. Mm-hmm. And, you know, clearly it's been what you see is what you get the past couple of months, but that what you're seeing is a lot of variability. It's not a blocking situation where day after day after day, the weather is the same. For instance, last year, you may remember at the end of 2017 and the first week of 2018, we had two straight weeks of cold air. We did. Constantly being reinforced, reinvigorated, as opposed to the cold we had this past month, where the cold was in for a day or two, or maybe three, and then it was out of there. Mm. And then a week later, it came back. Right. That's the type of pattern we've seen in early 2019. Sure, sure. And with the, uh, you know, you were saying week to week variability came not one, uh, but actually, if you're including today, I guess two uh, South Jersey snow events. Uh, the first one was on January 13th. Um, where we did pick up 4.6 inches of snow at Atlantic City International Airport. Um, it was really southern half of the state kind of deal. And even today, I know it's the 1st of February, but we'll talk about it. Just a lighter snow event for us, under 2 inches for us in South Jersey. But the northern half of the state, sunshine, cold, you know, still cold, but sunshine. So what is that about here? Why is South Jersey the, uh, it looks to be maybe the king of uh, snow for the month of January so far? Yeah, you did win out snow-wise. In Atlantic City, at the airport, the total was 4.9 inches for the month. And that's, again, close to normal. It's Mm -hmm. two-tenths of an inch below average. So Mm -hmm. essentially, you even had normal snowfall. Whereas up here in central New Jersey, up on campus here, we've had about two inches of snow since the middle of November when we had that four- to six-inch snowstorm up here in the north Mm -hmm. that missed missed the southeast part of the state. So we've essentially been in a snow drought (laughs) since that event in Mm -hmm. mid-November. And that's for two reasons. The storm tracks have gone in two directions and it's been very repetitive. The track has either been up through the Great Lakes 
where we've gotten rainstorms and we had two rainstorms in January. Yeah. Because as that storm goes up through the Great Lakes, it brings southerly winds and a lot of moisture into New Jersey. No chance of snow. Sure. Sure. Maybe at the front end of a storm. Right. And then, then the other case has been multiple times this winter where there's been a large area of high pressure over New York State and New England, and that has suppressed the storm track and sent the storm track through South Jersey down to Virginia, North Carolina, where they've had even more snow um, down down the D.C. area. They had over a foot of snow right. in, in January. And that's the suppressed storm track. So it's real cold in the state, but there's not the moisture throughout the state to give you the snow, the moisture's to the south. So it's been one or the other, and that's left particularly central New Jersey in this snow hole. Mm -hmm. um, Northwest has managed to have a, had a couple of snow events during the month where there was some rain that turned to snow. For instance, earlier uh, this week, they had four or five inches in some of the northwestern counties when that rain that came in on Tuesday turned over to snow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and let's talk about average snowfall because I think maybe I feel like sometimes people get too hung up on what the average amount of snow is and whether we're above or below average. When you're comparing the southeast corner of the state with the northwestern portion of the state where the mountains are, there's differences in how we get our snow, right? I mean, the, the typical way that we would get snow in the southeast corner of the state would be more from a coastal storm, northwest corner of the state, more or less get snow on a yearly basis. I, I feel like the way you get to average is a little different, what determines an above average winter for us in terms of snowfall and the ways that we get snow southeast corner of the state compared to the northwest corner of the state. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Uh, and oftentimes it's not sharing and sharing alike because when the southeast is cold enough to snow and it gets the moisture, um, sometimes that moisture doesn't make it up north, just as I was saying a few minutes ago. Mm -hmm. and, or, either because the storm's a little too far offshore to get to the northwest or it's um, suppressed by right. these utter systems to the south. Meanwhile, when a storm gets close enough to the state to throw a lot of moisture and snow in the north, it sometimes ends up pulling in some warm air off the Atlantic and turning it over to rain in the mm -hmm. south. Yep. So for a small state, there's often very significant differences in the type of precipitation or even the existence <laughs> of precipitation um, from a particular it, it, within a particular event. So let me ask you, does that make your job even more exciting? Well, you know, in some respects, I leave that to the forecast. <laughs> you guys get in trouble when you have to decide where it's going to precipitate or whether it's what form it's going to be. Right, right. It, you, as a climatologist, sure, it, it's also uh, very interesting to see how you come about getting your averages and, mm. and how they vary you know, quite significantly from one place to another mm -hmm. here in, just in New Jersey. Sure, sure. Let's, uh, you know, speaking of New Jersey, wide range of not only ways that we get snow, but also temperatures. And we'll wrap up with this. The past couple of days, obviously cold everywhere in the state. Here, you know, in South Jersey, we had two nights in a row where it was in the single digits for low temperatures, um, high temperatures just on the 31st, just on our Thursday here. Uh, not rising above 20 for the most part. However, 
Um, the Northwest corner of the state and Wolpack got down into the negative 20s. So it was cold here, but it was really cold over in the Northwest corner of the state. So I'll kind of ask you a two-part question. Um, can we talk briefly about how this version of the polar vortex got into New Jersey? And then secondly, let's talk about how it's just so darn cold up in some parts of even the Garden State and how that forms. Yeah, yeah, no, great questions. Um, this polar vortex episode was one where a piece of the coldest air uh, in the Northern Hemisphere, and this time of the year, that's some of the coldest air in the world, aside mm -hmm. from atop the Antarctic ice sheet. It, if you will, broke loose, a piece broke loose from the polar regions, and it took a straight southward shot into the upper Midwest um, where, you know, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Iowa, they, they just had brutal, brutal cold. And once it got down there, it kind of took a little bit of a left turn to the east, and we were sideswiped um, by that, by the polar vortex. We didn't get a straight shot out of the, uh, out of the poles. It kind of looped over here, which kept it a little, let's say, less brutally cold. <laughs> right. Let's say milder. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, and we we saw a piece of it back on the 21st when we had that cold as well. Um, so that's kind of how it got here. Um, it's it's it doesn't happen every year where we get that strong a shot. Um, as and as a matter of fact, up in the northwest corner of the, of the state, the temperatures we saw yesterday, um, I think, and it, it's hard because we've added stations over the last couple of decades. But I haven't seen a temperature colder than what Wallpack had yesterday morning at minus 25 since the 19th of January in 1994, where we have an unofficial but a reputable station up there that hit 32 below. Jeez. Now, the 25 below was very short-lived. There were a few other spots up there that were 17 below and, and 10 below. Um, this extreme cold and uh, i should add that this station at wallpack was 22 below this morning mm -hmm. um, where some other stations were again 15 degrees below 10 degrees below it's caused by a couple of things one these are valley stations and the cold air is denser than warm air so on a calm clear night when the air isn't getting mixed up like a Cuisinart, if you will, yeah. the cold air settles into the valleys. And you have certain isolated valleys there in Northwest Jersey with hillsides uh, nearby where the cold air just sinks into these valleys and kind of sloshes around there in the valleys. Mm -hmm. And add one other thing to it, they have about four or five inches of fresh snow on the ground there from Tuesday's event and a little bit added with the squall that went through there um, the next afternoon, on Wednesday afternoon. And the fresh snow, first of all, insulates the air from the slightly warmer soils beneath. And it also, the soil, the snow acts as a sponge of sort, sorts. It pulls moisture out of the air. And without moisture there, that's even less ability to hold in any kind of warmth. <laughs> So it's so just it's free to fall. Perfect situation. Calm, clear night, snow, fresh snow-covered ground, and the bottom fell out of the thermometer. 
Right. And, you know, I should also add, Wolpac, one of the smallest towns in the state. So there weren't too many people who uh, got to, maybe we'll say, enjoy that cold. I believe there's 16 people that are there, and that is one of only a handful of towns in New Jersey with double-digit population. So we're talking about small areas in northwest corners of the state for people who are unaware or unfamiliar with where Wolpac is. Yeah, but the town of Sussex this morning, which is the count, which is, you know, substantial. they were 15 below this morning. And Sussex is a bigger town. That's the Great Valley. It's not a smaller valley, so it's not as a pronounced a cold. Mm. And I might also add, it still gets cold up at high point, up at the higher elevation, because there you have the elevation help getting it cold. Right. You don't have a valley there, and they were 10 below the last couple of days. <laughs> Now, would you say, and I'll just ask this on a side question, like, you know, we had, so we had a six degree low, you know, at uh, Atlantic City Airport um, yesterday morning. You know, is that comparable cold to what they experienced yesterday? Is that like, could you say like that's about the same if you're talking about, I think the word would be standard deviations below the average temperature? Um, no. Okay. No. Um, if you had had a half a foot of snow, fresh snow on the ground at the airport yesterday, it would have been five, maybe ten degrees colder. All right, good to um, good to know for everybody. You know, yesterday morning was very was real unusual up there in the valleys of Northwest Jersey. Much more unusual than a six degree at Atlantic City or two degrees here in New Brunswick. Sure, sure. So just a story. It was really, really cold even for them over there for this time of year. Gotcha. All right. So we'll wrap up here. Like I said, we're gonna, we were going to try to keep it pretty short. Um, tell us anything new going on with the uh, state climatologist in terms of any new stations coming up or anything looking forward to during the month of February. Yeah, we're hoping to get a station at Duke Farms in Hillsborough as soon as the weather cooperates. We've got this base of the tower in the ground and we're ready to put up the station there. Um, mentioned I'm speaking at Plasma Physics Lab yeah. tomorrow in uh Princeton. I'm also going to be visiting Atlantic City uh, come this next Thursday. I'll be speaking at the New Jersey Agricultural Convention. Um, just real, real important. Um, our, our cooperation with the New Jersey Agricultural Experiment Station here at Rutgers, with the extension agents from Rutgers around the state, and of course with the farming community. Well, I'm very happy that you're coming down to the snow capital of New Jersey, aka Atlantic City. <laughs> Uh, save a little for me. Yeah, well, we'll try. Well, you know, we got 50s coming up on uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I think you're saying Thursday, right? So it's still mild, but uh, I think we're starting to cool down by then. Um, I'll tell you the truth. Even Northwest Jersey's going to be snow-free by then. Yeah. Wow. Now, real quick question. You know, are we concerned about any kind of flooding on the Delaware River as a result of snow melt? Now, there's not that much of a snowpack in the Delaware Basin right now. Got it. Um, the ground is frozen and the river is frozen. So mm -hmm. there's always some concern about ice jam flooding were we to get a rainstorm next week. Sure. With a little bit of snow melt, um, frozen ground. The fact is the rivers have been high because of all the rain we've had in recent months. And then the ice jams that could occur. So. You know, a really good question. Again, it's something that clearly the hydrologists are going to have to look at, but it's not like we're primed for right. a real big event because we don't have three feet of snow on the ground with about five or six inches of liquid. <laughs> right. So very good. All right. So we're looking good, pretty good on the rivers, which is good news for us. No news sometimes is good news, I would say. Yeah. 
All right. Um, tell us where we can find out more information about the State Climatologist Network and uh, how we can learn more about what you do. Yep. You can visit us at njclimate.org uh, for background climate information and njweather.org to get the latest observations from our 60-plus station network around the state. Oh, awesome. I always invite people to join or just look at the data coming out of our community collaborative rain, hail, and snow network, the Kokoraz network. Yes. Graciously promoted in the last couple of months. And we've had a number of people in South Jersey sign on. I might say that tomorrow is the 11th anniversary of the beginning of the New Jersey Kokoraz program. All right. Well, happy anniversary. And it looks like we have a couple new members to celebrate. Absolutely. And of course, you might think it's strange, but think about it. We started it on Groundhog's Day. I think that's quite appropriate. Ah, uh, I, you know, I wasn't even thinking about that. You're right. So, can Coco Ross tell us if we're going to have six more weeks of winter or not? Yeah. Well, you set your rain gauge out tomorrow and see if it casts a shadow. There we go. Yeah, good idea. See, everyone can have their own groundhog. All right. Thank you so much for the time. We'll uh, we'll reconnect at the end of our short February month. Um, Maybe I'll catch you next Thursday, too. I know we're having some people going out there for the uh, convention. Great. Look forward to it. All right. Great. Well, that was it, everybody. We'll be back with you at the end of February talking all about the month that was. Until then, take care.